All right, guys. Hey, what's going on? Here we are. We're back uh, to a podcast. It's been a really long time. Um, I was anxious and eager to do this one for a couple reasons. One, I just wanted to say something, and it's been a while. And uh, so what I did is I asked on Facebook a bunch of people. Um, well, you know, I posted it, and then a bunch of people responded. But I'm like, what should, what should I talk about? Because I want to talk about something. And I have some, like, free time over the holiday. And I'm like, this is a good time to start getting back into it. And I asked for suggestions and seeing what people might want to hear about. And this will be fun because we'll see. I have some thoughts on what people said, and we'll see where it goes as I keep um, rambling. It should be good. I think it'll be pretty silly. This is like this is like car talk radio podcast where you're like, or sports talk where you're just driving and it's there's like mindless chatter in the background because you want something. I have a feeling that's what this podcast is going to be like, you know, not too serious, though I have a tendency to end up kind of gearing it towards that way anyways, but that's cool. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's see here. It was uh, Christmas at the just passed a little bit ago. Um, so New Year's is around the corner. And, um, we'll, I don't know, see, see what that brings whole new year type of stuff. Um, hope your Christmas was good and COVID free. Oh, well, hold on. <clears throat> Probably not. Cause like everyone I know has COVID right now. It's kind of funny. Um, and I, I have a story about that, but we're going to save it for the end. Um, first, uh, we're going to go through. What uh, we all oh, we have some we have some crazy topics today. Let me tell you. So they're actually not that crazy. But OK, first one was uh, submitted by Ryan. And I think I'm going to call this title. Of this one will be uh, listener questions, even though nobody had a question. But I don't know what else to call it. Listener, listener inspired. Um, and they may not even be listeners. Uh, uh, friends of Joe inspired question, uh, uh, topics. We'll, we'll work on that title, but um actually probably probably won't probably probably listener questions because that's what's in my head it's probably the simplest listener topics so uh all right oh wait hold on i want to i wanted to pull this up on uh what people said wait so this is you have to wait because well because i'm not pausing it and i'm looking for this post Ah, huh, there it is. All right, great. Okay, excellent. So, uh, Ryan, um, should I say last names? No, but he's a pastor. Uh, all right, so Ryan, <clears throat> Ryan's interested in soft pretzels with cheese. Uh, one of several things. So, well, let me just tell you the flood of thoughts that came to my head, Ryan. All right, buddy. So, <clears throat> okay, soft pretzels. Now, when I was a kid, I feel like I feel like it was my brother. Maybe it was me. I'm sure it was me. So it was both of us. But I had this. So what kind of cheese, Ryan? So you have soft pretzels with nacho cheese or like like a ball game or soft pretzels with cream cheese. Have you ever had the soft pretzels with cream cheese? What's I feel like you're a nacho cheese kind of guy, Ryan. And you better respond to this because I want to know. And I'll know if you listened. So what kind of cheese? And like, does location matter? Like, depending what you want, what mood are you in? See, I feel like if you're at like an Indians game, you'd have to go nacho cheese because they don't serve cream cheese. But if they did, it just feels, it feels so wrong. It feels so wrong. So, um, me personally, well, I don't eat a lot of soft pretzels and cheese, but when I was a kid, I think, I don't feel like nacho cheese was common around the house. So I think I went cream cheese, but I'm imagining nacho cheese. I think that'd be pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, well, I know it would be. I mean, I've had it. Um, if I had to choose one, oh man, that's tough. Like for the rest of my life, nacho cheese or cream cheese on a soft pretzel. <sighs> I want to say cream cheese because it feels more exotic, but I feel like the nacho cheese will be more satisfying in the long run. It just, it just goes together like, like lamb and tuna fish, right? Just like that. So, and okay, Ryan also <clears throat> wants to know about bumper boats. All right, this is an inside joke um, that, uh, all right, so, man, what, what year was that? 2008? Nine. No, 
10, 2010. All right. We were working at the same company and we were testing out a green screen. And so we shot some footage. I tried to find the footage because I keep weird stuff like that from what, what year are we in? 11 years ago, but I couldn't find it. But I know I recorded it. I must have erased it at some point. So sad. I knew I knew it would have came in handy. Oh, for I didn't know like for this moment, but dang, it's all right. I should have had it. But uh, basically, we talked about uh, swings and things and bumper boats. And they're shaped like donuts or were they bagels or both? But we were testing out the green screen and I, I was filming Ryan. I wasn't really the camera's just on me saying I was filming is like seeing like I, I wasn't like doing work. I, I just hit record <clears throat> and we see what happened. But we wanted to test the green screen. We wanted to see how it worked. See if because we painted it. We painted it green. I'm going to test it out. Make sure we could key it out right. Get the lighting right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you video people, you know what I'm saying, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, well, that's that's all I really have to say about bumper boats. Um, honestly, I don't I don't like those bumper boats or those bumper cars. I feel like it was very traumatic. Every time I got into one as a kid, <clears throat> you know, not as an adult. Actually, I haven't been into one as an adult. I don't think. But uh, I felt like like I felt like, like I must be like the idiot kid, like. Mine would never go. I feel like people would always be running into me and like mine was always like my I never got into a bumper boat because I'm like the bumper car was traumatic enough because I'm like I mine was always broke. I couldn't go and people just kept running into me and I'm like, why would I take this on the water? So <clears throat> not actually not very fond of uh, bumper boats or bumper cars for that matter. So <clears throat> when I went to uh, so that's a swings and things thing. Mostly where you can get both those things around here. I don't know if they have bumper cars there. But anyways, I was more of the laser, the laser tag guy, of course. Oh, and the go-karts. Like, oh, man, that was fun. I mean, who doesn't like go-karts? That was great. They never go fast enough, though. You know, they always like limit them. And you're like, just I just want to I just want to hit my friend really hard. Those worked for me. <laughs> the electric the electric bumper cars never worked. But I made go-karts into bumper carts. Now, those now that was fun. That was that was good times. Um. Yeah, it's little bumper boats, bumper cars. That's about it on that. Um, Todd asked, uh, <laughs> this is great. Um, I know very little about this. Todd asked uh, about the metaverse. Um, will I be purchasing land in the metaverse? Uh, so let me tell you my, I, so I know, I think I know what it is. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I do know what it is. Um, and actually the, uh, the company I work for recently showed a demo of um, like a meeting space. I don't think they bought it, but they created somebody created a meeting space. And so I guess you put on your Oculus and you you jump in. Into the meeting, not, not literally, there's nowhere to jump into, but like you put it on and you're like immersed um, <clears throat> into their meeting space. And so you see other people at the table um, meeting and. I thought that was uh, interesting. It kind of makes sense. Like, I thought it was kind of cool. Not that I'm, I'm like, oh, man, this is the only way we should do meetings. It would probably be ooh, an upgrade from Zoom. I don't know. I think so. Because at least you can kind of see. It's weird because I think it tricks your brain because you are you might feel like you're actually in the room. Like you have your audio cues, I imagine, you know, with the headset. Um, you can kind of somehow it tracks like your body motion or I don't like if you fidget with your hands. I don't know if like <laughs> like like if you wear gloves for that or something or if it's like a preset, but whatever it is there, your brain, your eyes would pick up on these like pre-programmed or not uh, non non-verbals. And I feel like that would make you feel like you're actually at a meeting much more so than Zoom, which I think we're all. We love we love and hate Zoom. Loves loves too strong of a word. We 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 appreciate it, and it was great uh, when when we needed it, and uh, it's convenient. It's convenient, but yeah. So the metaverse, um, yeah. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool um, that meeting thing, um, and you know what? This reminds me of like you know all the sci-fi episodes. They see like it, they talk to someone. They're like a hologram. It's like the same like that's like the same thing as the metaverse with the headset. Just like fast forward a hundred years, if that. Um, cause you want to, cause when you talk at a distance, we still want to feel like we're in the room with someone. And I think we'll get to that tech eventually. So maybe when it gets to that point, maybe, maybe I'll want to, uh, 
I don't know, rent a timeshare in a digital Hawaii. I don't know. It feels kind of lame, but if it's also like a one hundredth of the price and everybody chips in, it's probably fine. But uh, I'm not planning on purchasing anything with the metaverse right now. Um, I'm sure it'll be flooded with advertising soon too. Probably is. What am I soon? It's probably how it got created. Um, I mean, Facebook. So um, yeah, but I can see um, I can see I can see things moving that way. So that's cool. I think I had some other thoughts on the metaverse. Um, yeah, meetings. Yeah, the virtual meeting was cool. So, all right. Well, enough on the metaverse because that's all I have on the metaverse. Um, Ian. <laughs> Ian. Oh, man. I haven't seen you in a while, man. Hope you're doing good. Um, Got to get together. Uh, <laughs> um, Ian, so <clears throat> have, have you seen the movie Basketball? Let's just start there. Not basketball, basketball. I forget who's in it. I think it's the creators of South Park were in it, I think. Or, you know. But, um. You know, it's a, for those of you who don't know, it's a backyard game with a combination of baseball and basketball. A loose combination, a loose combination, but you probably know what it is. So, um, Ian hosts uh, a tournament every year. COVID was a little weird, and I think I signed up for a team but never showed up. I don't, I don't know what happened with that. Sorry if I messed that up. Um, but yeah, a play by play. We we should we should live cast that. And I I we I could figure um I pretty much have that figured out. So this year slash next year, um, Ian, if you're listening, we will um play by play live, live stream, play by play, um basketball. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. Why have we never thought of this before? If anything comes out of this podcast that's good, that's that that might be it. That might be it. This episode. <clears throat> That would be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I want a medal, guys. Uh, I think I got second place. Oh, remember Ian? Do you remember that? Because I, I, I was in first place. Me and my buddy. I forget who was who my partner was. We were in first place like the whole time. That game, and uh, I. But Ian, you changed the rules on me. Actually, I just didn't know the rules. But I had to score more points, I guess, the last inning or something. And I was like mentally done and I pretty much bricked the rest of my shots and only got second place. But I still have the medal. I know right where it is. I just looked at it the other day. Um, so uh, that was awesome. Uh, poor Richard Saunders says, um, asks, if I had my choice of any place I could live in the world, where would you live? Okay, so this is an easy slash um, very difficult question. Um, it'd be difficult if I have to. Well, hmm. Are you giving me just one choice? We'll start out with my list. So I wrote down California slash Monterey. Um, been out there a couple times. Visited my friend Brian. Brian. Um, beautiful. Beautiful place. I mean, yeah. I mean, ugh, that part of California is sweet. Yosemite, somewhere in there if I could live. Um, I uh, morbidly uh, used to say, but it sounded too weird. I was like, if I had some place to die, I think it would be Yosemite. Like, it's so beautiful there. I love it. Um, Hawaii. Um, yeah. I've been there a couple times. Awesome. I mean, they call it paradise for a reason. It's pretty warm and sunny all the time. There's water if you like water and beaches. And there's mountains and hiking if you like mountains and hiking all very close to each other. That's kind of also why I love California. Same reasons. Um, and or the South Island of New Zealand. So there's a common theme here because <clears throat> um, the South Island of New Zealand was oh, so many sweet mountains. I don't think there was a lot of beaches there. I don't remember going to the beach. That was uh, the North Island went to a beach. Um, but I'm a sucker. Like the beach is cool. I like the beach for like 30 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on the day. An hour's way too long. 20 to 30 minutes, maybe 45. I just get bored. I want to do something. Um, if we're like playing frisbee on the beach or throwing like a football or some sort of ball, like that's fun. But I, me laying on the beach. Oh, yeah. Like last time me and a bunch of friends, we went to a place out in Sandusky-ish area. Uh, I can't think of the name right now. North Fork? I don't know if I said it. But um, yeah, we were in the water just throwing the frisbee around in the water. That was cool. So yeah, as long as I'm active, I like the beach. Um, it's like moving. Um, so yeah, those, those are my choices. Um, love the mountains. Mountains are great. Mountains and mountains and giant rivers. Montana's pretty sweet, but that's too cold. Mm, yeah. So 
Okay, well, uh, poor. There, there's, there's my answer on that. Pretty sweet. Um, <clears throat> Jason says, uh, just having gratitude and a positive outlook, which is, uh, I mean, who's going to argue with that? That's great. But I kind of followed up with him. I was like, I wanted to see what he was thinking specifically because I have my own thoughts, and we're probably like around the same, you know, wavelength. I'm guessing, but um, I love what he said. Here's, here's what Jason said when I said, like, how have you seen these things affect you? Uh, he has seen, like, um, uh, just having gratitude and a positive outlook. So once you're excited for just, this is what he said, once you're excited for just being on this planet, you stop finding the negativity in everything. Then you use your new found superpower to lift people up. And uh, I wrote back, mic drop, because um, it's true. Um, I think that's something, man, uh, like we all, we want that, right? But I don't know, we get distracted or we don't think we do a good enough job at it, depending who you are, what your personality is, I suppose. Um, but yeah, we all want, I want the freedom to always feel like I can lift people up. And I suppose I do. The only thing that says I don't would be basically, I don't know, preoccupied. Um, feel like I'm going to lose out on something if I quote unquote, take the time to help someone else or, um, I know there's always that balance, right? Like gotta take, like put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. I don't think we're not really talking about that. Um, but yeah, um, my thoughts on how I think it affects me, um, it gets you out of your head, um, and causes you to, um, like, uh, stop thinking of and also like helping out. So yeah, it causes you to get out of your own head. Um, and I think it's really helpful, especially sometimes you can get into like a victim mindset, right? Depending what's going on in your life. And I think when you start helping like people, you have a positive outlook. Now I know like one feeds into the other, so it's hard to start a positive outlook. if You don't have a positive outlook, but, um, if you're feeling, and I'll, I'll need to hear this, um, you know, at some point again, um, but we all know it. Like when you're feeling really like down in the dumps, like you you know if I like, if I just go outside, like. But it seems like what's the point? If I just call a friend, thank God we can. We have the phones <laughs> and the texts, like, and to spend time with someone. Like you're always. I'm usually always a better off person after that. Um, and I think we just love helping others. I think it's one of those most gratifying things we can do. Um, I was thinking helping a positive or having a positive outlook, um, having gratitude, um, helps silence the inner critic that, um, I think 99% of us have, you know, that voice, the voice in your head saying, uh, you could have done it better. It's like always thinking ahead towards the future. Uh, so I've heard, um, it's always like analyzing, criticizing, and then yourself. Um, yeah, it can realize, um, being, uh, gra- uh grateful can help you realize you have a choice in changing things you may not like in your life um yeah because there's a couple it's funny it takes me a long time to like get to this point like there might be something that i can't think of an example right now but that's just like bugging me something i don't i just don't like i wish i could uh, maybe i'll think of something later probably not but um i was uh i forget what it was but i remember the feeling it's like wait I don't need to keep like seeing this, whatever it was, or going to this place and feeling this way. Like I can, I can change it. And like, I think a positive outlook and being grateful in general, keeps your mind open, keeps your spirit open, keeps keeps your heart open to, uh, to, to change those things and be present with people. And, um, I say this, but I feel like I used to be good at it. Maybe I never was. Um, I feel like I'm not as good at it now, but I I would like to bring it back up. Um, I want to always like every interaction, really, um, going to the gym, the store, you know, um, hanging, hanging out with friends. Like I want, I want people to feel like they've been better off after we hang out. Um, nothing like special about me. Actually, if you probably think, if you think you are super special, that person, (laughs) I'm not sure if people would feel like they're better off after you guys part, but, um, I just want to be present to their wants desires needs to them everyone wants to be seen right i that's that's not new i've said that like a million times i think we all know it we all want to be seen 
Um, that's part of this. Like I, whenever I'm with people, I want them to know I see them. Um, I think that will help leave them better off. It's one way to start changing the world in a good way. And who doesn't want to change the world? Well, maybe a lot of people don't, but I want to change it. Um, I just don't really know how, so I'll start with the little things and uh, keep going on with that. All right, cool. Um, read, okay, Steve Mercy Hill. Ah, Steve, it's been so long. Um, he's a great musician. You should check him out. He's got music. Um, real, real helpful plug there. <laughs> yeah, he's got music. Check him out. Okay, Steve and Mercy Hill uh, on Facebook and probably Instagram and everywhere else. Um, yeah, he also worked with us, uh, Ryan and I, and he just he just said he would love the Joe and Ryan show. We would banter all day. Um, yeah, that's probably why I got fired because um, I didn't really work. But um, that's great. It'd be awesome if Dan and Chris heard that. But um, I worked. But uh, so that, that was it. Stephen just said, yeah, we need to start the Joe and Ryan show. Maybe there'll be a future podcast. Joe and Ryan and Steve. Like it'll be like Mystery Science Theater where Steve watches Joe and Ryan. That's weird. No, we should all talk about something. I don't know. It'll be fun. Um, that'd be great. And then Julia, Julia, she says, um, she wrote down, uh, here, here's the topic suggestions, motorcycles, dehydrated foods or photography. Um, so I'm just gonna do all three cause I have the time and you do too. Cause you're listening to this. So you're bored. And this, this is a good filler. Like I said at the beginning, so let's, let's keep talking. So we have uh, motorcycles. Okay. So I know, pretty sure why I know Julia wrote down motorcycles. Well, one, she's hopefully still buying mine, which is in the shop. I'm sorry. I took it on the highway and it would die on me. I kept losing power. And it literally, like, what was like a 15 minute trip took me like 45 minutes. I had to walk it down the last like quarter mile to the apartment. Um, yeah, that sucked. It wasn't awful. Weather was fine. Whatever. Um, so, but that's going to get repaired. Uh, something Someone did work on the carburetor before I got it. So they put the wrong sealant. For everyone who wants to know, apparently this is what the guys at Moto Cleveland said. They put the wrong sealant on and it bled into the carburetor. But they got new parts. They're going to clean it all out. It's going to cost me probably a quarter of what I actually paid for the bike. So that's awesome. But um, that's yeah. Anyway, so motor, so Julie's going to buy my motorcycle. Um, I have a two Honda Rebel 250 and I'm thinking about Honda Shadow. Um, yeah, I want to I uh, get something a little bigger now that I learned on the Rebel. And uh, so that should be nice. I just kind of want to want the money from Julia first before I buy another bike. <laughs> but it's got to get out of the shop. So, um, yeah, um, I want to say why I bought a motorcycle. So when I went to New Zealand. When I was coming back, I was there for <clears throat> about six weeks. And when I came back, I was uh I was like, I need I need a little bit of adventure every day. How can I do that? Like something easy, accessible. <clears throat> and I was like, well, I can get a motorcycle. So that's what I did. Um when death is just a little bit closer in your face, you know, you just it really helps you focus. So not that I'm like, you know, wanting to die, but I want it's fun to be alert. Right. I think I'd rather be alert than unalert. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of fun. So, yeah, maybe a Honda Rebel, um, Yamaha V-Star, maybe. I don't want to think like a 750, which a lot of people call that a small bike still. But I feel like that's quite an upgrade from a 250. So eventually maybe I'll buy an 1100. I don't know. But uh, so, OK. Um, so Julia is going to buy that. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. Um, dehydrated fruits. Um, I'm only guessing at why you wrote that down, Julia. Um, I'm not sure. Um, maybe because we go backpacking. Um, so we're thinking dehydrated food, like meals in general. Um, like what to bring. I could talk about what to bring backpacking for those. Yeah, why not? That sounds pretty cool. Um, I, I also um, dehydrate some of my own food for backpacking. Um, maybe you mean that. What do I? I actually don't dehydrate fruits, though. The only thing I actually do dehydrate is like chicken or beef. I can make my own like uh, jerky. Um, I don't smoke it. I don't have a smoker. But I heard this is a pretty cool idea. I heard you could use a, and I don't see why not, 
just get one of those big roasters <clears throat> like you cook a turkey in and you put some chips in the bottom of it like you know whatever i don't know chips mesquite apple hardwood whatever and then um you could actually smoke it in that because you only need to go to like 200 ish degrees maybe something like that and you could smoke it in there and in, in, inside um so that's cool um i just i didn't want to go through that trouble maybe it'd taste way better probably would taste way better but the food dehydrator is pretty easy cook it cut it up stick it in there done oh so back to um yeah, yeah follow that recipe real real specific all right um backpacking food you know a lot of people ask me this too um <clears throat> all right here's what i would bring uh and this is like my stages of experience um so if you're out for like a two two night maybe one night two night and you're new you're new to it you know just get get like those like mountain house meals like they're ready to go just add water and that, that's for not just like 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 newbies or if you're new at it or um i mean i'll still bring them they're just they just get expensive but you're when you first start you're acclimating to so much like your pack what i should bring food like it's good just to kind of eat that's a good way of like easing into it like i don't need to like think tremendously about food i just i got a couple of these packs I'd be ready to go um those are really good for dinner they usually they're they're pretty big they say they serve two i eat a whole one so you know so you, you guys want to know some of my favorite flavors of the mountain house so beef stroganoff comes to mind like that one chicken and rice i mean i think it's terry they might even have a teriyaki version all good i know there's backpacker pantry too i haven't had too many of those i stopped i stopped eating a whole lot of them so i don't know the new these new brands came out after i stopped eating them um but yeah spaghetti uh no don't do that that one i think that one was weird i think they have lasagna with meat sauce that sounds disgusting i think that one's actually pretty decent though um i haven't had i think i've had some of the breakfast but bang for the buck it didn't seem worth it i think it's like six bucks for like watered down like milkish granola there's you can just if you want you can bring your own powdered milk and your own granola and make your own cereal just bring cereal you can bring cereal just take it out of the box put it in a bag you know um or just take the bag these bags are a little flimsy though you might want to reinforce it put it i put everything and i mean everything if i don't trust especially the bag from like the store the manufacturer's bag I put everything in Ziploc brand Ziplocs um, because I feel like those honestly do lock the best. Um, I just get the gallon, the gallon, the gallon size. I'll put um, however I want to divvy up my food. I'll put it in there because I don't want it to leak. I don't want the bust open my pack. It hasn't yet. Um, I don't like the little zip tabs either. Those always break off and are a pain like straight up OG Ziplocs. Like that's what we want. Um, you know, I do oatmeal. Sometimes I'll like add like salt and cinnamon in the oatmeal and uh you know you can throw some raisins in there if you want depends on mood i'm in you know um have that for breakfast like i said you could do powdered milk if you want i wasn't that's never really been my jam if you're on a short trip you could bring eggs they have i feel like that gets heavy you need a container you gotta cook them you gotta bring a pan that's like a soup that's like that's like that's like if you're going in like three miles and you don't care but if you're trying to do like you know six to twelve ish miles a day like probably probably not going to be doing that um Let's see. I'll talk about drink uh, at the end. Let's stick with food. Yeah, they call um, you know so granola. Um, you know nuts, mixed nuts, add fruit to it. Um, just kind of easy, sustained energy throughout the day. I love the like like I said, I love jerky. I love to have a. I like to keep the protein high. Um, and uh, people like Cliff Bars. I s steered away from them lately. They just, I think they just mess they mess with my stomach. I think and they're like it's okay to have like all sugar on the trail, but there, there were like a ton of sugar. And I feel like I wanted something a little more well-rounded. Um, so I actually, I might use kind bars, but I actually, I kind of, maybe a couple protein bars, but I haven't, I stopped. I used to, I did so many bars. I remember one trip, uh, I, I think I made myself sick on like Quest bars or something. It was like, oh, disgusting. So just, I would just go nuts, um, you know, almonds. Uh, you can get the fancy nuts. I think they're actually called fancy nuts. Um, mix nuts, whatever you want, make your own granola. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't usually stop for lunch. I just kind of maybe just take a pause and eat a little bit. Um, I don't actually don't always even eat breakfast lately, which is kind of crazy. Cause when I first started backpacking, everyone's like, you gotta eat for the day. And I was like, maybe, I don't know. 
it depends on the terrain really and what you're doing but i kind of liked hiking up till you know whatever time you get up like you start hiking between probably usually around nine honestly um i haven't done like a through hike right well that's not true um yeah so let's say you start hiking around nine i mean eight eight or nine you don't not eating start earlier um and you can i kind of liked on my last trip i didn't eat till like 11 or noon or one and i was a little tired but like i kind of felt like i felt good because I, I always felt too heavy when I, I had a lot of gas honestly i feel like i would eat too much on the trail and i'm just like Ugh, you know but i want to be like i don't need to be nimble but i want to I'm, I'm moving so i don't want to be weighed down so i want to eat like just enough and to keep going um so i feel like i'm moving fast um so yeah, it just it takes time to figure out, and I'm still figuring it out. Like, what do you like to eat on the trail? Like, how you want how you want to eat, when you want to eat. Like, there's no right, there's no wrong. It's funny when you first learn something, you feel like that's the way it must always be done. Not true, not true. You can do it any, you can do it any way you want. It's it's like Burger King on the trail. You can have it your way. Is that Wendy's? Wendy's or Burger King? I don't really know. Um, it's BK, man. Um, do I have any other trail trail stuff? Uh, so yeah, food, a lot of people, I've seen people bring bagels. You can do cheese for a couple of days, you know, uh, that'll be, that'll be fine. Doesn't need to be refrigerated. I, I probably wouldn't bring it if it's going to be like 95 degrees and like hundred percent humidity. Probably wouldn't bring any cheese, but if it's cooler, a little cheese is nice. Um, uh, some people bring brats, hot dogs, summer sausage, pretty popular. Um, I like it sometimes it's, uh, actually on the trail, it's delicious, honestly, but, um, I feel weird about super processed meats like that. So so I kind of like, that's why, that's another reason why I've been around like doing my own like jerky. So, um, i trying to think other food stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty good for food right now. So drink, so short trips. Um, well, okay. So you need water. Let's, let's start, let's start at the obvious. You need water, you need a water filter or some sort of drops to purify it. Usually. So they conditioned you, I guess you could just try and get Giardia. It'd be fine, but. You know, I've always done the filter. Some people don't. And that's cool. Whatever you want to do. Um, don't really want to risk that. So uh, drink, though. So water's good. Um, short trip, I might bring... Um, I remember my buddy Matt brought a couple beers in, which seemed... I didn't, like... I went longer trip, I wouldn't like that because you have to hike the cans out because, you know, you got to hike, hike out your garbage. Um, I wouldn't burn aluminum cans if we had a fire. I'll burn some garbage. People are against that. I'll burn the garbage, though. Aluminum, I doubt you'll get that fire hot enough to really make that disappear. Um, what do we have? Oh, when it's cold, a nice stout is nice. Um, but a beer is just refreshing if you like beer. Um, I didn't do this last time. I used to do, actually, I never brought any alcohol. Um, you don't need to have alcohol to have a good time. Um, it's true. But um, then I started doing like some whiskey. I'd bring some whiskey. Um, on the last trip, though, I didn't bring anything. I just just didn't want to. Um, felt good just to hike and eat and go to bed, build a fire. It's fun. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, Julia, I have no idea if you wanted me to go there with dehydrated fruits. <laughs> that, that was a topic that started this off. So, um, I hope, um, that was, uh, informative and entertaining, uh, photography. Okay. So, um, this also combines with backpacking. I would always bring my camera everywhere. Um, uh, like my SLR, my DSLR. Um, and of course, DS. Like, who says this D? Like, of course, we know it's digital. Like, why? Why was that ever a thing? Oh, well, because it used to be an SLR. But yeah, so my camera, I would bring like two lenses. So heavy, so heavy. Actually, oh man, one time I was hiking the John Muir Trail, and uh, Julia uh, knows who this is. Um, and um, I was hiking with two other people. And they uh, were halfway in this trail. It's like a 200-ish plus trail. We're about halfway through. One guy's getting altitude sickness. And the other guy hurt his ankle like a couple days, like just into it. And they left halfway through. Like they found, like it's not easy to leave, but we just happened to be at a point. I think it's around Kings Canyon or Mammoth area. I think it's called Mammoth area where you can like hike somewhere, get a shuttle somewhere to take a ferry somewhere to take another shuttle somewhere to find the airport, you know? And I was like, guys, I mean, I'm here. Here, here was literally my thought process. Uh, I'm from Cleveland. I'm in California. 
I feel good. So I stayed. They left. I stayed. They gave me, we, so yeah, we had a three man tent. Um, and we tried to, you know, amongst three people, you try to share and split as much stuff as you can, uh, which is nice because all, you know, it's lighter <laughs> and you can hike more and it hurts less. But so I took on the three man tent. Um, I think I ditched the water filter <laughs> despite what I said earlier, but, um, I'd boil the water, um, instead. So I didn't have to carry two things. Cause I, yeah, it worked out that way. And then you don't need, cause you don't also need to boil all, oh no, that's not true. Yeah. So I boiled the water. What else did I do? Maybe I had some drops. I don't think I had drops. I had, oh, I had iodine tablets. That's what I did. Um, so I did that and yeah, hiked hiked out the rest of it. It was sweet. Met some guys from. Why did I start talking about this photography? All right, so the day they left, I'm like a little anxious. I was a lot anxious. I'm like nervous. I'm like my pack is like, I I mean I didn't weigh it, but I think it was like seventy pounds. Yeah, you're supposed to carry thirty five percent of your body weight or something like that, so it should be no more than like forty. First, I'm like never at forty because I'm awful at being an appropriate backpacker. But, um, yeah. Oh, so my, so I tripped. I was so anxious. I had all this weight on me. I'm just like looking at the ground, like, and I, it's going to sound so funny. I like, I broke my fork. <laughs> like, so, so when I talked about those dehydrated meals, like you need a long utensil to get, like to eat it. You can't like, and I had this, like this plastic spork and it broke and I'm like, you know, it's just insult to injury at that point. I'm like thinking through all this stuff and I'm like, shit, how am I going to eat? Like, obviously not that dire, but I was, it's just, yeah. It was the straw, right? The straw that broke the camel's back. So, well, nothing really broke other than the fork. But I was like, man, okay, fine, whatever. So, um, so I'm hiking, just got all this stuff in my head and I trip and I have my camera. My camera's like on, it's like carabinered on my shoulder strap right in front. So I have like quick access to it, you know, cause if it's in my pack, I'm never going to take a photo cause I'm not going to set my pack down, dig the camera out, take a shot, put it back, you know? So it's just like, Oh, okay. So I had it, I had a, I think I had the wide lens on it too. 10 to 22. It's kind of a shitty lens anyways, honestly, it was nice, but eh. it had served a purpose, but at the, I think it was 900 bucks though. So it wasn't that crappy, but, um, Oh man, I remember I like, I was walking and a stick like caught into my shoelaces and like, like more of a branch. I won't call it a stick, like a small branch. And as I lifted my foot up, the other end of the stick, you know, it's probably about two feet long ish would was pivoting in the rock. Like the stick wasn't moving. It was just pivoting while still stuck on my foot. So I'm lifting my foot up, trying to like thinking it's just going to like, you know, brush off or dislodge. Nope. It just, it stuck with my foot and I, I fell <laughs> and I was just like, so I, I fell down and the camera, the camera lens just smashed on the ground. Like, and it broke right in half. Oh, I was just like, I was so like, honestly, it probably saved my face, my teeth. You know, that's way more expensive than a lens. Um, there, but I was so, I was so angry. There was a lot of swearing in the woods. Uh, I was all alone at that point. No one was around me. And I swore a lot. I was very angry. Oh, man. But looking back on it, it's cool. Usually is. But uh, <laughs> so photography, I used to carry my camera everywhere. Um, and I did for a while. Um, I had, so I did the carabiner route. And then I did, I had the, I got one of those uh, think tanks where it was like across my chest, which is actually really nice. Um, it's convenient, uh, somewhat secured, or somewhat like protected from the elements. Very secured. It does make taking your pack off and on a chore. You have to like undo like two or three straps ish, then then do undo your back your actual uh, backpack straps. Yeah, but um, so I kind of stopped carrying. I was just sick of carrying it. And here's the other thing: unless I know, and I was also tired of editing the photos. Like you got to take them through Lightroom. You gotta you gotta touch them up. You gotta look at them. You just you just do like. If you're a photographer, you understand. If you're not, you're like, just post them. I'm like, whatever. You know, so <clears throat> I just started carrying my cell phone, honestly. <laughs> like, unless I really am planning on like to print something or I want to get like maybe tr like a specific shot or if it's like, an exotic place or I just want to, like then I'll, then I'll bring it. But my last two or three or four trips, I, I haven't brought it. Um, you know, it's a lot lighter. Um, 
And you know, for what I've been using it for lately, like the phone's good enough. Like I'm not printing them out generally. Like the like if I'm not bringing my camera, see them online. It auto sharpens it, auto colors everything in the phone. It and for all of you who like don't know, like it's Photoshop in your phone whether you add a filter or not. Just it's doing its thing. Um, so I was like, this is good. This is good. So, but I used to. So maybe I'll get back into that. But yeah, I've been into photography a lot. Julie and I would take some photos. Kind of went to school for it, uh, video and photo. Um, so if you ever want to learn about f-stops and composition and rule of thirds, uh, don't ask me. Just Google it. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of good lessons out there. I'm sure. Um, I'm just kidding. You can ask me. It's fun. I like talking about it. Um, so yeah, it's about that. Yeah, I used to do. I started with what? Well, I didn't start. School was the start, but then I did wedding photography for, for a while, but um. It wasn't for me. Either that or a business partner wasn't for me. Just just didn't work out. Um, yeah, the wedding photography thing. It was good money, though. Bought some good gear um, for at the time. But uh, just, uh, yeah. Just uh, didn't want to stick with it, I guess. Um, I wish I did. Because like I said, it was good money. Um, but when you hate everything, it's not, it's not worth it. Guys, it's not worth it. Um, okay. Potentially last topic, COVID. All right, so here's my story. And I should probably just, I'm not, I should probably, um, such a church term. I feel like I should shed some grace uh, with myself and people as I'm thinking about this again. But um, I was so angry at the time, but I'm not perfect with this whole thing either. I've done some non-intelligent things that people would be upset at me for. But um, let's just say, if you, (laughs) please, if you were in the presence of known knowingly of somebody with COVID within like two minutes of seeing me, just please don't hug me. Like that's all I ask. Cause that's what happened. Um, and I was, I was kind of livid. I was pretty, I was pretty, uh, I wouldn't say livid. I was angry though. Livid's like, I've been livid. Nah, I wasn't livid, but, uh, I was just like, you were like, you were like in a confined space. I, I understand there's masks, but this was like someone's home. That like this person was in and it's like that's been like COVID infested over the last few days. I feel like and we're in the old Omicron right now, super transferable. You know, I'm just like and then you like yeah, like less than two minutes and then I get a hug from this person. Like it's good to see the person. I was just I was it like ruined my plans for the next two days because I'm like, shoot, because I felt like I had to be responsible and like tell other people who I was going to see. Like, hey, just so you know. Had a decent exposure, I think. Actually, you want to know what? It's probably, looking back on it, it's probably no worse, slightly worse than going to the grocery store. It's probably really what it was. It was a quick hug. And the covid COVID, the COVIDite, person with COVID was on the tail end of it. So they may have not been contagious anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was funny to me. Because... I don't know. Well, when I press this person about like, we're like, we're like you, you, so you were inside with the COVID and this person was like, yeah, but he said, but they said, that's not how it spreads. I was like, oh, how do you, how do you I don't know what I said. Actually, I was, I'm like, how do you think it's, I don't know. I don't know how you think it spreads. I, I was pretty, it's pretty crazy uh, to me, <laughs> but so that was funny. Oh, no, wait, I have one more topic. Okay. We're going to end on a Christmas note. So yeah, all that was was me uh, venting a little bit. I've actually cooled off quite a bit. Um, got tested. Everything's cool. Um, actually didn't get the results back yet, so I'm pretty sure everything's cool, though. I feel fine, but um, we all know you can feel fine and still carry it, blah, blah, blah. But um, I'm sure it's fine. Okay, so just don't hug people when you've been around COVID. It's the moral of the story. Moral of the story. Um... I don't know if I can read my writing, but um, you know what? I think I can pull up. I'm going to pull. Some, so this is a Christmas thing. So I subscribe, subscribe. It feels like such a like old school word. Like, yeah, to my Game Pro magazine. No, um, but I guess so. I subscribe to a mailing list. It's um, so it's it's uh, put out by the Center of Action and Contemplation in New Mexico. Um, big fan big fan of uh what those people usually put out 
not that I, I listened to a lot of them, um, but there was this one. So this is, um, hold on, I'm trying to find the good starting point um, where he was talking about Christmas. I don't think I want to read the whole thing. It's like a lot. Um, maybe I, I will just read it. But why not? Um, you've got nothing to do. I've got nothing to do. So let's just read it. It's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, so this is, um, one of the, like, uh, they call them daily meditations, um, by, uh, Richard Rohr, who he's a interesting fella. He, uh, I guess you could say he started out and is still a Catholic priest, but, um, it's funny when I think of Catholic, I wouldn't think of this guy. Right. I mean, I grew up Lutheran, so I think I'm supposed to hate Catholics anyways, but it's like, it's like the Browns. And Pittsburgh, I don't know. But like around the same, but I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. But um, I mean, I don't really care anymore. It's just fun. But uh, yeah, so, but he's definitely like not what I would think of as Catholic. I, was, I would say very progressive. Probably people call him liberal. Um, I guess that's all relative too, right? Like where, where are you coming from? Um, I don't like the word liberal. It feels, there's too much baggage with that word. He's just not your traditional, what you'd think of as a pastor how about that or a or a priest anyways he talked about christmas and you know i read this a few days ago and i really liked it and i thought i'd share it um you know how things are though sometimes they just hit you at the moment and it may not be as like powerful to you like once you hear it again later um or read it again later but um maybe that will be this case maybe it will still be just as good um but I, I think this he sent this out on let's see twelve twenty. So this was uh five days before Christmas. So um um what do I do I have to say disclaimer? Whatever I mean this is pretty um Christian y, I guess, Jesus y, but I like I like this. And like I feel like this is a story that resounds with a lot of people despite what um like maybe you were brought up as or what you believe exactly. But I think if we focus on like the, <clears throat> the inner workings of like how he's describing God, um, it, I think it's pretty like, I don't know, unanimous maybe like you, it, it's like, this could be comforting to anyone um, despite all the baggage of religion and all that stuff. But um, all right. Um, I'm just gonna start reading. It might be, it might be like a, f- I don't know, maybe like a three to five minute read. We'll see here. Um, it's titled the poverty of Christmas. All right. And here's what he says. <clears throat> I'll try not to comment till the end. Um, and I'll just read it through. I feel like I want to talk like Richard Dore. Richard Dore. All right, hold on. I'm not going to. Okay. There's really nothing necessarily pretty about the first Christmas. We have Joseph breaking the law, knowing what he should do with a seemingly adulterous woman but he doesn't divorce mary as the law clearly tells him to do even though he has no direct way of knowing that the baby was conceived by the holy spirit it can certainly lead us to wonder why so much of christianity became so legalistic when we have at its very beginning a man who breaks the law to protect the dignity of the woman he loves then we clearly have a couple that is homeless and soon to be refugees or immigrants in their flight to Egypt shortly after Jesus' birth. So, where is this God revealing God's self? Certainly not in the safe world, but at the edge, at the bottom, among those people and places where we don't want to find God, where we don't look for God, where we don't expect God. The way we've shaped Christianity, one would think it was all about being nice and middle class, and quote-unquote normal, and under the law. In the Gospels, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are none of those things. So they might just be telling us we should be looking elsewhere for our status and dignity. Maybe the reason that our knowledge of God is so limited is because we've been looking for God in places we consider nice and pretty. Instead, God chooses the ordinary and messy. Um, and then Dorothy Day continues. Uh, I don't know who Dorothy Day is, but this this is not uh, Father Richard's uh, words. It would be foolish to pretend that it is always easy to remember that Christ is present in the ordinary stranger, 
If Mary had appeared in Bethlehem clothed, as St. John says, with the sun, a crown of 12 stars on her head, and the moon under her feet, then people would have fought to make room for her. But that wasn't God's way for her, nor is it Christ's way for himself. Now when he disguised under every type of humanity that treads the earth. Oh, and then it's back to Father Richard. Okay, Father. Catholics call him Father. I think the same thing as a priest, right? So what is our story as Christians? God being totally vulnerable, totally poor, a little child. If we're honest, this is not fitting. This is not a fitting image for God. It's telling us right away that God is not who we think God is. Sadly, most people's image of God is Jolly Santa, making a list and checking it twice, finding out who's naughty or nice. It's certainly not this humble, helpless baby who has come to love us in ways that we're not ready to be loved. That's interesting. What this feast tells us is that, oh, he's talking about a feast, um, the Catholic calendar. What this feast tells us is that reality at its deepest foundation is good, even very good. The divine is hidden quietly inside the human. The holy is hidden in the physical and the material. Therefore, we have every reason to live in hope and trust and confidence. Boom. See, I just, I don't know. That hit me. That was good. Uh, maybe not as good as the first time, but that was good reading that again. Um, I just, I think it's all pretty spot on. I like, I like the physical and the material. The holy is hidden in the physical and the material. The everything, the deepest uh, reality at its deepest foundation is good, even very good. You know, it's a harken back to Genesis. Um, you know that poem back there that where God kept saying, and it was it was good. I don't know if he said very good though, but that's what I remembered. So I hope that um, hope that was good to read. Hope that was good, good or good to hear. Um, so that's about that's about all I have for today, and I feel like that's um, plenty of material to keep you uh, at least entertained or slightly less bored uh, for a while. And uh, let's do this again. Um, I like more listener questions. That was fun. And then I I did a couple of random things that I thought were that were just on my brain. That I thought was cool. So there we go. All right, guys. Well. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. What else is going on right now? Whatever you celebrate, happy, happy it. Uh, New Year's, that's coming up. Everyone by necessity has to celebrate New Year's. You at least have to pass through it to celebrate it. So, you know, you can't, I mean, unless, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go down that road. So happy New Year's and talk to you all later. Okay, thanks and goodbye.